Hello and welcome to Storytime. Storytime is a monthly event where we interview alumni of the University of Oulu about their studies, career and lives in general. This time it's the Faculty of Information Technology and Electrical Engineering's turn to be in the spotlight and it's my pleasure to welcome our guest, ITEE alumni Jyrki Hoisko. Welcome Jyrki. Hello, thank you. Uh, thank you very much. It's, it's, uh, it's an honor, I have to say. Uh, it's a pleasure that we got you here. Um, I was thinking that before we start delving deeper into your studies and career, um, it would be nice if you could shortly introduce yourself to our audience. Okay, so hey, I'm Jyrki Hoisko. Um, uh, originally, I, I'm from Rovaniemi. I grew up in Rovaniemi. I studied in Oulu. Um, Back in the in the nineties, let's put it this way. Um, <laughs> I studied. I uh, focused on uh, embedded systems um, and and computer science in in general, um, and a uh, little bit of medical engineering. And now, currently, I I live um, and work in uh, Silicon Valley. Uh, in the very heart of Silicon Valley, where everything happens, um, I'm surrounded by offices of Apple, LinkedIn, Google—you know, you name it. It sounds—it sounds like an amazing story, and we're going to get into Silicon Valley and everything in a bit. But maybe, Jurki, uh, just as you said, you started your studies in the. 90s to yes. put it in that way but if we rewind back to the moment when you opened the doors of Linnanmark campus as a new student for the very first time right. are you still able to remember the things that were running through your mind during your first year of study oh absolutely absolutely because um when when you go studying it's a, it's a big step um in in your life so emotionally it's a big step so kind of you record all those things in in your memory and uh, oh yeah obviously i i do remember um the first first year the the stress of finding a, a place to live learning where to go you know uh making new friends um and everything in university, of course, it's 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 more demanding than than it used to be in high school. So, so there was um, quite a bit of things to 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 go go through. Um, oh yeah, I I do remember now. Now that you mentioned, I I start remembering more and more of these things. Um, and and what all was back then, it has definitely changed quite a bit uh, ever since. Um, yeah. It's it's uh, fond memories of, of being a first-year um, technical student collecting these Fuxi points, I remember. Um, and then, then um, the, the great uh, moment of finally in the spring, then getting the Tekri hat to Tekri, the, the hat. Those, those were, you know, very fond memories. Oh, yeah. Do you still have the Tekri hat somewhere stored? In a safe place. Oh, um, I I should have. I I think I have it somewhere. I haven't seen it in a while, though. <laughs> I hope I hope I have it somewhere. Yeah, maybe after the interview, you go roaming your <laughs> closets yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But hey, you were talking about making friends and getting into the university life. But I also think that students, when they start their studies, they already start thinking about their careers right in the beginning. Uh, did you have some sort of a dream job or employer at that time? 
when I was starting my studies, ah, not not really. Um, I felt I felt like you know, uh, doing research was close to my heart. Um, which then eventually led. I, I was actually um, as a teaching assistant later um, in in the electrical engineering faculty, um, and and doing some research there as well. So that was one thing that was in my mind that, yeah, that could be something. I was thinking about robotics, um, that, yeah, this is something cool. Um, but I knew that it's going to be something like high tech. It's, it's going to be computers somehow, uh, programming. Um, but I never really dreamed that I would be here in, in Silicon Valley. That was never in my plan back then, at least. Um, yeah, life can take some really unexpected turns. So uh, you were working as a teaching assistant, but then this big company from Finland, Nokia, steps into the picture, right? So can you tell us what happened? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I mean, it was never my intention to, to join Nokia because everybody was going to Nokia. And I felt like I want to do something else. And I, I was studying... Um, um, as one of the minors, I was studying medical engineering, and that was interesting. And then I thought I need to do something different. Um, I, I was about to go and, and do my master's thesis in the University of Vienna. Uh, I worked for Ericsson there. Uh, that was all kind of settled. Um, but then happened this event, uh, fateful event. It was a job fair. It was organized in... In, at the university lobby, so all the Olu area companies were there, um, and of course Nokia had um, a booth, and they had all these, you know, all these positions they had there, um, and there was a um, a sign. They were looking for asking, searching for a mad scientist, and I I saw that I, I was reading like what's the description, and it was kind of a research work that Nokia was conducting. Um, I had a call with my 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 future boss, and it, it kind of he just sold the idea to me, and I, I changed my plans. I changed my plans. I, I I didn't go to University of Vienna. I joined Nokia, and yeah, the rest is history. And you spent quite many years in Nokia. What kind of positions did you hold while working there? Uh, at first, I, w- I was doing research, so we were doing all all sorts of cool things um, way ahead of uh, our time. Um, we were doing things in uh, short range communication, like like ubiquitous computing, um, IoT, um, head mounted displays, augmented reality. We're kind of poking around, um, and that was really really cool. But at, at some point, I started feeling like, ah, I need to understand more about products. And, and um, our, th- there, was a, there was a position at the Nokia accessories team that was basically doing all these headsets and anything that you can connect wirelessly or, or uh, with the wire, you could connect to your mobile phone. So that division had, had some, some positions um, and I, I moved there um, and started to do some like a real life uh, product development. Um, and that was really interesting. And um, it, it took me to Bluetooth specification. I, I was part of uh, 
uh, FMBD RDS specification work as well. Um, I went to Bluetooth um, testing events to make sure that you know what we were working on they're actually compatible with um, other uh, manufacturers' devices. So yeah, I moved from research to do some some you know uh, accessory related work. And I got more and more into the actual phone and the operating system of the phone. And, and then suddenly I, I, I find myself, I'm in the Symbian organization. I'm, I'm responsible for the FM radio component there. Um, and uh, that then leads to another step. Um, the, the next big thing that happened in my, in my life, in my career, was this opportunity to relocate to, to use USA to um, to Texas, and um, Dallas was never really my my first choice of a place where to go. I was always imagining that I would go to Boston, I would go to Vancouver, I would go to some of these other cool, nice places. Um, but I, I visited Dallas and I I spoke with some of the Finns there, and I I saw that hey, you know, this is actually it's not so bad. Um, as as a tourist, yeah, maybe boring place, but to go to, to work and live, it was actually very comfortable. So I made a choice. Hey, okay, there's a position. They asked me. They want me to go there. All right, I'll go. I'll relocate to 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 Irving, Texas, or uh, Dallas. Um, and I was supposed to be there for a year, um, but. It just got so interesting, and um, from FM radio, I actually moved to be responsible for the music player component, um, and 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 some um, like middleware part of that. Um, that took me to 2010, basically, and then came uh, and again an event. Um, very unfortunate Evan uh, Nokia decided to um, uni uh, right what was the right word um, Nokia decided to um, combine or reduce the amount of R and D centers, so they decided to uh, discontinue the Irving R and D. Um, so I kind of had to reapply within Nokia, um, and they had openings in Silicon Valley. I applied. I was um, uh, accepted and uh, I moved here as an Nokia employee. So quite many things happened during the years in Nokia. And uh, just before we go to the Silicon Valley part of your career, I could maybe ask, because Nokia is a Finnish institution and it yes. has played a big role in many Finns' lives. Uh, were there some valuable lessons learned during the years when you were working at Nokia that you still hold close to yourself? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the user's centric view on things when it comes to product development um, and, and, and the, the whole thing of being international and like in Nokia, the working language was English. So um, being there and seeing, being in the, you know, like at, at, at the forefront of mobile development, um, not only did it teach me a lot, but it was also 
as an engineer, it was kind of an intoxicating when you think that you're doing something, you're writing software that is going to the hands of, you know, I don't know, 100 million people. Maybe they don't all use your feature, maybe only a fraction of them. But anyways, your software is going to hundreds of millions of people. So that that in itself was very intoxicating. Um, and, and as an engineer, it's, it's something that I've kind of been missing while working for Accenture. Um, Accenture's focus is what, whatever the client needs, and usually it's enterprise. Um, and they, there's you know way, way less amount of people that you affect with your work. But within Nokia, yeah, we, we did something very, very fundamental. Um, and I'm still, I'm pretty proud of, of that time. And um, one of the lessons, of course, that it, it taught, taught me is that, yes, you can be number one one day. You, you, you definitely can come down very quick. So don't get too comfortable. Um, be prepared. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's basically, that's the, the life lesson there. Yeah, and it's kind of amazing to meet people who have actually been part of it all because all these stories we read from newspapers and books and stuff like this, but you have first-hand experience in it. Uh, but just as you were saying, uh, one year turned into many years, uh, Finland turned into the United States, now you're finding yourself in Silicon Valley and you already mentioned your next employer, Accenture. So was there an event that led into that thing also, or what happened? Can you tell us more about it? Again, interesting. Um, so what happened was the, kind of the downfall of Nokia, and, and Nokia decided that, hey, um, this whole Symbian organization, um, Accenture would like to acquire that. So they decided to move the organization. So I actually became... An Accenture employee. I was still working for Nokia. I was going to Nokia office. All my colleagues, they were my ex Nokia colleagues. My 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 supervisor, my supervisor, supervisor. All the organizers, everything remained. We were just Accenture now. Then, okay. unfortunately, um, the burning platform uh, memo, um, Symbian going down. Um, I found. I found myself in a in a in a position where, yeah, there was no more Symbian work, and I was like a principal software engineer um, in that organization. And now, all of a sudden, working at for Accenture, um, nobody is doing Symbian anymore. Um, but gratefully, we we had some time to reskill. Um, I, I have to thank Nokia for what they did uh, for, for many people. So Accenture allowed people to uh, reskill. Um, so what I was doing, um, I'm kind of doing a reboot to my career, um, and it was very humbling experience um, having to start learning Android, having to start learning iOS which are implemented in, and, and uh, programmed in very different languages, you know, Java, Objective-C, um, very humbling. But I, kind of, I, I, I took it as a challenge. Um, I mastered that. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, these clients' engagement started pouring in. Um, and my, my life as a consultant started. Uh, and I've, I've done that for... About past eight years, um, 
And so in Nokia, I was focusing on, on products. We had very tight timelines, very, you know, like focus what we need to do. And you do that. You do that for many months, many years. Um, in Accenture, in consulting, your clients change constantly. So every three to six to nine months, there's something new. And at, at first, I, I thought that Accenture Consulting, no, I, I don't want to do this. This is awful. I would never have applied for, for that position to begin with. Okay. <laughs> but when I was doing the work, then I was started seeing like, like the cool things that, hey, actually, now I get, to, I get to go to see different clients. I get to go to different places in the U.S. Um, I get to work on different business verticals, uh, different technologies. I get to uh, work on, you know, all sorts of things that otherwise I would never be able to do. And this constant change, while it is consuming, yes, uh, but it's also kind of refreshing because you don't know what's ha- going to happen three months from now, six months from now. All you know, it's going to be interesting. And <laughs> yeah, maybe the project right now is boring or the, the client uh, is an idiot or maybe the team I'm working with, they, they, you know, I don't get along with them. It doesn't matter because next three months, there could be something else, something new. So I found that um, uh, as an engineer, it was very, very uh, gratifying to me. And at, like I said, at first, I, I thought I would never have done that. But when I started doing it and I, I started enjoying it, I thought, why didn't I do this earlier? And that's one of the things that I, I recommend people, if, especially if, if you are beginning your career, think about some of these big um, um, engineering agencies like, like Accenture or, or Deloitte or IBM or, you know, you name it. Um, there you get to do all sorts of things without you having to apply for a new job or new position, the, the company does this for you. They, they have a system. So you get to work on many things and you kind of get to feel like, oh, do I like to do this? Maybe I don't want to do this. Guess what? There's opportunities coming in. You can go and try the other thing, um, providing that, you know, there's there's um, an opening. But so So that was the kind of, Salt and pepper um, in in consulting, um, this constant change, keeping things fresh, um, and and it has took me to to different places in the U.S. I've been in you know Denver, I've been in Salt Lake City, Dallas, um, I've been in in Canada, in Toronto, um, Los Angeles, uh, and yes, I have had lots of clients here in Silicon Valley as well. So you name a city in the North America, you've basically been there. We can say that. <laughs> and well, Jyrki, um, so the last, let's say, uh, decades, you've been working with actually only two different companies, Nokia and then Accenture. Uh, I think nowadays in software industry, uh, people move quite often and really quickly between companies and jobs. But how have you found this thing? Is it actually um, 
uncommon in the software industry to have a career like yours? Um, I don't know. Um, I found this was comfortable for me. Um, again, in Nokia, there were so many different things that you can do um, if you felt like, you know, moving to do this or that. It's always easier to apply for those positions within company than if you're an outsider. Um, it's really hard as an outsider to come and, and you know pick and choose. Okay, I want to do that. But where you're within company, you know people and, and you start building the network and people start to know you. Then it becomes much easier to navigate in the organization to your own advantage. Um, likewise, in Accenture, um, I, I built my network and people started knowing me um, so when there was like opportunities, I didn't, didn't necessarily have to go and search for them uh, in the in the company internal um, job site. Uh, my my network was coming to me and asking, "Hey, are you available? They have something interesting going on. Would you be interested to come to Dallas?" Yeah, sure, why not? It's because of my network. So um, in Accenture. Again, the change, it comes naturally because we have, you know, different clients and, and you have to renew yourself along with what, where the technology is going. You have to, you know, constantly learn the new things, what the market is needing. So for me, it was, you know, natural. I, I didn't feel like I want to step out of this Um the people I knew, they were like a family to me. Um, they were my network. They were my safety net. So why would I jump out of that just so that I can join some company? Initially, the position sounds good, but it might be something horrible. Yeah, initially, they may pay me more. Um, but guess what? Maybe it will take a long time before I get uh, salary increases. Uh, when you stick with the company and people get to know you, you know, your salary will increase. You know, you, you do a good job, you get results done, you know, you, you will get noticed. And definitely, just as what you said, it's not the money that matters in work, but it's the people and the environment that are the most valuable things. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, it's your colleagues. It's, <laughs> the, it's the team around you. Yes. It's That's your second family. Yeah, it is. Well, of course it is because you spend so much of your time and energy for the work. So, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I, I would say my route was pretty uncommon. Um, and typically people people do change um, companies, especially in Silicon Valley. Uh, yes, you do change. Um, every couple of years you change, get something else, something new. Um, and in order to do that, yes, you need to keep your interviewing skills um, very sharp. It's a, it's a skill in itself. Yeah, and you already gave a couple of tips that uh, applicants need to take into account when they go look for a job. But let's talk about that in a moment. But I, I just want to ask this. As you were mentioning, you are right now living in Silicon Valley, and I don't think we can we can pass this opportunity to ask, how does it feel to live there and work there is it is the place as legendary as they say so when you when you go to work in the morning do say hi to mark zuckerberg and good day to <laughs> apple ceo what happens in silicon valley 
Yeah, you you don't get to see these people. Uh, you get to see lots of traffic. Yeah, uh, you get to see maybe you see these signs. Oh, Facebook office is there. Intelis office is there. Oracle is there. You see you see their parking lot, um, but you don't get to go inside and see what's what's in there. No, they won't let you in. Um, so, I mean, live Silicon Valley all. In the end of the day, it's it's the same. You have to do the work. You have to do your groceries. You you have to clean up. Uh, but uh, I I do have to say that the uh, the weather is quite okay, <laughs> occasionally, which I do enjoy. Um, and especially this time of year, um, September October uh, is pretty much the prime time in, in California. So it does come with some perks, of course. <laughs> it, it it does come, yeah. It is also prohibitively uh, expensive here. The cost of living is just astronomical. Yeah, the worlds are so different. But uh, as I was saying, you already mentioned a couple of things about what to take into account when you apply for a job. So I would probably... Um, believe that many students are watching this interview and they just as yourself they might be coming from ITEE or from some other faculties and they are looking for their very first job maybe in the industry or in the university do you have any tips that you would give to these new students who are looking to take the very first step in their career what they should take into account (sighs) certainly um I have interviewed quite a bit of people myself, people who, are, who, who have um, applied for position in Accenture or within Accenture when I, uh, I was picking up team for some projects. Um, one thing, at least for me, um, is, is most important is, is the attitude. So even if you may lack some things in your resume, but if you have that enthusiasm, if you show that enthusiasm that, hey, this stuff is what I love, this is, you know, I do this as a hobby, um, it goes a long way. We, um, as an example, we once interviewed um, a person uh, who was a lawyer. He didn't have a computer science degree, but he had he got bored with, with the law and he had been doing lots of iOS programming himself. And when I was listening to him, it kind of resonated with me like, oh, that sounds like me when I was 11 years old and I was starting to program and making the computer do things that I wanted to do. It resonated with me and, and, and that attitude, that was, you know, something that gave, for, for my part, I, I gave a positive note about this person. And he actually ended up being um, employed by Accenture. So that's one thing. Um, the second thing is, um, I guess it comes down to the skills. Um, yeah, you need to have something to give to the company. If, if you're applying for a, like a you know software engineering position, um, they company might be asking for specific language. Nowadays, it could be you know JavaScript, C sharp, Java, C, C++. Um, it's, it's important to master that one language well, 
but my point of view is you should be more like a polyglot developer. You should at least have knowledge of some other lang- language as well. Um, so yes, you can you can join the company. You can do exactly what they want you to do, but you have some diversity um, in in your skill por- portfolio. Um, and, and in order to show that, yes, I mean, if you if you're working on any apps or any websites or any hobby projects, um, make make a. Make, Put it as part of your portfolio, um, showcase that, hey, this is something I, I've done. Yes, I haven't done any professionally, any things, but this is something I did on my own time. Um, and you can talk about some technical problems that you you, you overcame uh, while, while doing that. So, so that's another thing um, I, I would um, recommend. Um, keeping your skills top-notch. Um, and nowadays, it's, it's so great. We have all these tools websites in the internet, there's so much learning material um, like um, lead go. I mean, there's this com- like um, computer science uh, websites where, where you can practice algorithms, um, lead code, code wars, top hacker, hacker rank, many, many other things. Go there, sign up, start solving some problems. Um, look how other people have solve their problems. So basically you're reviewing other people's code and you learn by that. So that's a great way of improving your skill. Um, and maybe then showcasing in, in, in your resume. You can show, hey, you know, this, this is something I've done on my own time. You know, hacker rank, I'm I'm here or my score in lead code is this. Um, and 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 here's some some of my stack overflow um, contributions. So yeah, those are the kind of stuff that you know sets you apart from from the other people. Yes, yeah, so and from the personal side, the attitude, enthusiasm, and hobbies, and then keeping your skills up to track all the time because it's really really easy nowadays. Yes. Jurki, um, from the university perspective, where you, for example, yourself, were you able to choose courses or minors that were useful in your own career from the university directory of Corsi. Would you give any recommendation tips from there? Um, the curriculum we had was pretty good, um, and I'm I'm really amazed. Like the stuff that you know, I was learning about um, artificial intelligence, AI, machine learning. We were talking. We, they, they were teaching us deep learning. You know, back in the day. Um, so for me, it was like, okay, you know, I've been there. Um, the robotic stuff, also, you know. Um, and and most of the computer science things, yes, they they were invented in the sixties and seventies, so it's it's nothing new. Um, but as a recommendation, what to what to what to study? Um, well, I studied medical engineering. I never ended up doing any medical engineering, but I I was taking some lectures at the at the faculty of uh, medicine, which was very interesting for an engineer. So I guess being like a university of Oulu that has so many different things that you can do, take use of that. Go study some other things besides computer science. Um, maybe it becomes useful, maybe, maybe not, who knows. 
but like nowadays when we when we, for example we look look at MIT Media Lab um they may not be the, the topmost in computer science but the way they apply computer science with something else that's where the beef is and and in Oulu, yes maybe combining computer science with biology or computer science with geology or human sciences I mean, there are lots of things when, when, when we combine these two things. And in Oulu, you can do that. So if, if, if there's, even if, if it may that you may have to do extra credits, uh, it's not part of your, your degree, I would still rec- recommend doing that. Um, and maybe it means that you graduate a few months later. But now when I look back, and I've been working for 20 years, when I look back, it doesn't really matter at, at that this this point. It doesn't matter, and I, I'm grateful that I I did take those extra things, uh, extracurricular activities that I, I took. I'm I'm grateful for that now. So, so audience, you heard it. You heard it from the pro. Find the unusual connections and don't worry. Just take your time and find something yeah. that really interests you. That's a really good tip, Yurki. Um, maybe like the the question about your working in the United States. So as a Finnish person, an employee, how do people and companies uh, view you in the United States? Is it being a good thing, helpful thing that you're a Finn or a burden? Any thoughts on that? Oh, it depends. It depends. Uh, yeah. When I talk to people and I, they hear my name and, and they hear my um, accent, they don't know I'm from Finland. They think I'm from someplace in Germany or maybe I'm from, you know, Eastern Europe. Uh, but when they, they know that, hey, uh, Jurk is from Finland. And um, yes, not everybody in U.S. are educated, but those who are educated, they know. They know that Finland is, you know, you know like pretty much number one when it comes to education, um, the happiness score. Um, they know. They know about those things. Uh, and then the, the less educated people, maybe they don't know where Finland even is. So, yeah, it really depends. Uh, are there any best practices that you would give to someone who wants to apply a job in your field in the states? What kind of things do you need to take into account if you okay. want to relocate um, there? Yeah, that's a good question, uh, especially in light of the current. Um, political situation, um, it's much harder now than it was uh, back in the day. It's not like, hey, I, I find a position and I apply for that. Um, companies have very few visas that they can, they can um, give out. So they, they, don't, they don't have that opportunity to sponsor for the visas. And you need the visa in order to come here to work for the company. Um, the easiest way of getting the visa is if you do um, um, intra-company uh, transfer. It's an L one B visa. So some bigger company could be, let's say, it's for the sake of it, um, some agency like Accenture. You work for them in Finland. They have position in US. And they can't find anyone in U.S. You apply for that, and and they 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 want you. Yes, they can do intercompany transfer. Um, that may be the easiest way, um, but right now it's very hard to just you know 
apply for 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 a position in in a company very few companies can sponsor visas at the moment that's um, unfortunate but that's the situation right now now having said that um you could potentially come here to study you study and part of your studies you you could work for some company that might be one way if you're really skilled there there are some visa categories with which you can you can you can get here but um i would also recommend um considering the country north of usa so in canada there's there's lots of good places nice places like uh toronto for for example which is the kind of the the new york of 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 the north um vancouver another great um location so those are something i would recommend people to to consider it's much easier to get to canada than it is to get to us at the moment okay that's 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 a super good tip and it's different from time to time just as you said things can change of course yes but Jurgi we've been talking about your career your studies but i would also like to talk about you yourself so uh Lovely. a current current theme that we've had in the discussion have been self development finding balance in your life and so on so how have you personally managed to find a balance between your busy working days self development learning new stuff and then free time activities in a completely new country it it is sometimes difficult uh especially in IT which is very competitive and you have to stay ahead of the game uh you have to constantly learn new things <sighs> it is hard but i have some ground rules um no computer time after 9 pm uh no more coffee after 2 pm um and i uh try to exercise as much as i can uh, because in order to you know the, the the brain it needs a functioning body so that that's another thing which is pretty important for me um and it helps with the stress um i do take use of california what what it has to offer especially not in california that's actually it's the reason i am here uh, still in silicon valley is 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 yosemite it was more like a religious experience for me when it, it it's just astonishing it's so beautiful um so i try to go there or or the sierra nevada mountains as as often as i can i try to go fishing in the northern california as often as i can that's also very important for me um uh i'm i'm part of this san jose fly casters so there are other fly fishing um enthusiasts so that's my kind of way of of uh unwinding um getting to the nature hiking fishing being away from computers being away from technology um it is very important for me yes that that's my way of unwinding <laughs> and that sounds like a very great way of unwinding i can just imagine the scenery that you see over there absolutely beautiful so yurki uh for the past decade and decades you've seeing yourself moving from Finland to the United States spending your life there what is future holding for you where do you see yourself in the future yeah like when i was uh 
the first year student, I couldn't envision where I end up. Uh, I probably cannot envision where I will will be. Um, life takes you in different places. I I hope I I, I kind of envision I, I I'm somewhere in San Jose. Um, some of these skyscraper offices um, five years from now working on some some you know crazy technology maybe I don't know maybe it's machine learning or something that that would be cool that's that's what I, uh, I actually I, I hope for yeah so you're definitely waiting for the next event that will take you to those skyscraper offices and let's see what well, it's gonna be yeah actually there there is um there, there isn't has there is an event I'm taking right now. It's 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 my next okay. phase in my career. Yes, so um, I'm um, not too many details, but um, the next chapter of my career is about to start. Um, details to follow. So we'll be closely following what's going to happen over there in the other side of the big pond. <laughs> yes, yes. You can go check my LinkedIn profile. I will update when you know things are. Clarified. Wonderful. Jürgi, I've got one question left, and it's a question we sort of like uh, give to every single interviewee in our series of story times. Mm-hmm. And looking back at your past, your studies, careers, your life experience up until now, what kind of advice would you give to your younger self? Wow. Ah, study hard, of course. Um, you know, do do your, your basic, the computer science basic. Um, do that. Listen to your, you know, professors, um, obviously. Um, network. I can't stress that enough. Um, it's, it's crazy. I mean, even now... Nowadays, I'm I'm still in contact with some of you know the fellows, people that I studied with. It's the network. They, those people they knew me back then. Um, yeah, we've got a bit older, but we're still you know there's that personal connection. So networking, you know, keep doing that. Be social. Do take part in activities, um, all sorts of activities uh, that helps you increase your your social network. That's one. Um, then another one, very important, is which I, it came as a revelation to me a couple of years ago. Um, there's a saying: um, "Go west, young man. Go west." I would say, "Go east, young man. Go east." And I'm I'm referring to Seoul, um, South Korea. Um, it's so advanced there. Um, the the way people use technology there, and as as a Westerner how um how you you know step out from from the crowd um maybe seoul maybe maybe tokyo maybe singapore hong kong shenzhen yeah maybe that's something for myself like look look east um even though there's nothing wrong in west either but yeah i guess having open mind um be open for anything uh, yeah that's that's it and yeah be adventurous take the step you might be afraid of something but in in, in the in the big game it really doesn't matter 
take that step, go whatever you fear, go, go meet that fear. It doesn't matter in the big game. At least try. Yeah, that's, that's something I would say to myself. It's, it's like listening to a wise man saying that, you know, uh, whatever your direction may be, north, east, uh, west or south, just make most of your life and you'll find your way. You will find your way, yes. Enjoy what you're doing. Try to find the aspect in your work or studies that, you know, gets you going. Um, that, that, that takes you that extra step that is needed when, you know, you need to get the things done. Sounds absolutely wonderful. Jyrki, time has been flying when we discussed and it's time to wrap up the interview. Thank you so much for this interview. It was a pleasure to have you. And just as you said, we'll be following your updates on LinkedIn. Great. Thank you for having me. It was, uh, it was a great pleasure and honor. Thank you so much, Jyrki Hoisko. <laughs>